five audience true or false as a physiotherapist in australia you need to pass your certification exam after completing your degree in order to start working and start practicing is that true or false the answer will be at the end of the episode enjoy hey y'all i hope you're well welcome to another episode of healthcare boulevard this is a podcast where we shine more light on healthcare and our goal here is to provide more options to people looking to choose healthcare as a career path, regardless of their background. My name is Sena Kakumo and I am your host and creator here. I thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your support. Remember, you can tune in on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And thank you for joining. I am here with Daniel, who is a an international uh, healthcare professional. I've been wanting to get more and learn more about what happens outside of America because the world does not revolve around the USA. Okay, <laughs> um, but we have Daniel here from Australia, and she he is going to tell us more about what he does. He's a physiotherapist. He's going to tell us more about how he got here, his experiences, and I'm very excited to join him. Uh, Daniel, welcome. How are you doing? Hey, CNN. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, oh. Yeah, so I'm Daniel. I'm a physio, as CNN said, and I'm from Sydney, Australia. Right, right. So a little bit, let's dive just in general um, about what the work, what a normal nine to five is in Australia, do you because over here, you know, we have the nine to five, eight to eight to four, whatever it is, Monday to Friday, and then ideally you have that two day weekend. Of course, that varies depending on what field you're in. Is that similar to what you guys uh, have? Definitely not in my profession. So okay. I'm, a, I'm a I work in private practice, so. Okay. It really depends on the private practice you work in, but the one that I work in, Monday to Thursday, we're open from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then Saturday is 7.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So myself, like I, I work in the clinic from Monday to Thursday, um, and two or three of those days are like 12-hour days. I have like one shorter day and then during the winter season, which is like the busiest sporting season in Australia, I'll be down uh, working with one of the rugby union clubs on Saturdays. Okay. So you are a physiotherapist. Tell us a little bit about what it took to become a physiotherapist. What the, to give us a general sense of the requirements and then we'll dive deeper into your experience. Yeah. So... To get into like a physiotherapy course in university when I finished high school, the like we call it the ATAR, and the ATAR is like out of 99.95. And I'm pretty sure when I tried to get into the course I wanted to get into, it was 99.95 just because of the demand. So the courses with the higher demand, actually they bump up their ATAR scores. So yeah, it was really high. So obviously I had to study really hard in uh, school for year 11 and 12 mm-hmm. and then like you can get a couple of bonus points here and there 
to get into the course that you want to do, which was physiotherapy for my case. So I got straight into a Bachelor of Physiotherapy, which is a four-year course, mm-hmm. and then provided you pass everything, uh, yeah, you're done in four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you are done with your Bachelor's in Physiotherapy, do you get, have a board licensing test that you have to take? Uh, no, because you do many tests throughout the um, throughout the whole course. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. in your final year of study, you have to do 20 weeks of clinical placement. Mm-hmm. So that can be hospitals, private practice, like nursing home, that sort of stuff. And then so that's four, five-week blocks, and then you obviously have to pass those, and then you obviously have to pass your normal university subjects as well. Okay, okay. But once you pass everything that the school essentially throws at you, go through your whole program, you don't have any more like national tests or anything to take in order to start working. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's amazing. We have, unlike here, because we always have like so many tests (laughs) that most healthcare professionals have to take, even other professions like accountants and lawyers, there's like national board exams that really kicks a lot of people's butt. So um, I'm almost going to move to Australia. (laughs) I think if you... If you wanted to move to Australia, you'd probably have to do tests because I know the international uh, physiotherapists have to do tests to make sure they're qualified in Australia. Gotcha. But if you are born and raised and go through the system normally, then you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So after you finish your school, then you go into working. How, how is the job search for you? Um, so in Australia, they do a thing called allocation if you want to get into the hospital systems. So pretty much I would say the physiotherapy course in Australia, um, it prepares you to be a physiotherapist in the hospital system. Like, for example, I didn't have one of my placements outside of a hospital. Mm. So only a select number actually get into what they call allocation, which is physiotherapy in the hospital. And then obviously the other ones you have to apply privately, like on Seek or whatever it is, um, to get into yeah, like a private practice job. So for me, I yeah, I just put my name out to lots of different places. I, I say I reckon I had about five interviews, and then I chose like whichever one I thought was the best at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And as far as working for hospital and working private, do you are you able to tell us a little bit of what are some of the differences? Yeah, so hospital, as you were saying before, it probably is closer to that 9 to 5 or 8.30 to 4.30 kind of job, Monday to Friday. Uh, so in your first year after graduating, it's like a one-year contract, so you would be on four three-month uh, rotations, so you'll go around different parts of the hospital potentially even like I think most of the allocations do a rural um, allocation to somewhere in the country areas, Mm -hmm. but they're all in different things. Like it could be musculoskeletal, neurological, um, cardiopulmonary, could be acute versus like outpatients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The hospital is very varied in what you like are likely to see. Whereas, yeah, like private practice, the, well, the one I'm in anyway, it's heavily musculoskeletal with a little bit of neurological. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as for, who's doing the allocation, by the way? Is it your university or is it the, like, what, who exactly is 
responsible for the allocation? Uh, the university helps you, but I'm pretty sure it's through, like obviously I live in Sydney, which is in New South Wales in Australia. So mm -hmm. New South Wales Health organises it. Okay. You, okay. you work as a physiotherapist in the hospital system, you're working for New South Wales Health essentially, unless you're working in a private hospital. Okay. And um, would you, how would you describe or define a physiotherapist to somebody who's not familiar with the title? Um, <laughs> as I said, it's so hard because it's so broad. For myself, mm -hmm. I, would, I would say like I'm just someone who helps like the everyday person with any sort of aches or pains. Mm -hmm. But then you know, I also help people with like the sporting population as well. But for myself, like primarily a musculoskeletal physiotherapist, I can help with anything like with the muscles, the joints, the bones, nerves, anything like that. Okay. And so just one thing, is physiotherapist the same as physical therapist? Yeah, that's Okay. But physiotherapist is more commonly used in Australia is what I'm understanding. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, all right. And so right now you are seeing uh, what demographic of patients is it mostly adults or children involved by any case or what's your demographic? Um, so most people in my clinic will only see, uh, let's say, teenagers to adults, but I actually do a little bit of pediatric physiotherapy as well. So I'll see like, pretty much newborns all the way up until elderly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in the, in the area that I'm currently working in, it's not too much of an elderly population. So it's more around like the middle-aged population would be the oldest that I see. Okay. All right. So how long, how long has it been since you started working as a physiotherapist? Uh, pretty much four years. Okay. And have you moved into different settings since then or have you been in private practice for the whole time? I've, I've been in private practice the whole time. Okay. All right. Um, so what is some of your favorite part of the profession? Definitely like the sporting population. Mm -hmm. um, and like, not necessarily just with the sporting population, but with any sort of population, being able to like figure out what their issue is, working with them to see what their goals are and trying to get them back towards those goals uh, as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what are some challenges you faced? Um, so one of the big challenges in private practice uh, is burnout. Yeah. So like it can be pretty demanding like especially if you're seeing back-to-back -back clients all day like either side of lunchtime you'll have like five to six hours and if you don't have any gaps like you'll be 30 minute consults back to back um yeah so it can be pretty full on and then obviously like the emotional toll that it can take on yourself as well because like these patients are telling you their problems um not just with the body but other issues as well so like uh, you'd be taking on their sort of problems as well. So it can be like a bit of an emotional burnout on that side of thing as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And can you walk us a little bit through your day-to-day -day activities? Uh, just with work or outside of work as well? Um, with work. Yep. Uh, so 
I like to get to work like earlier than everyone else. So I'll try and open my laptop about 30 minutes before my first patient starts to like plan for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, especially on Mondays, try and plan for the week. Um, but like on a day-to-day basis, I, like I have different things that I do apart from seeing clients. So like mm-hmm. on a Monday, like I'll have like a couple of extra meetings same on like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, like I'll get mentored and then on a Wednesday I'll mentor someone else mm-hmm. um, and then like all in and around that is seeing clients. Okay. And what is your, how do you usually cope with stress or burnout as you stated? I think just trying to uh, be as prepared as possible. So like, as I said, getting to work early and doing a bit of a plan, um, but then also just trying to take it one client at a time. And even if I do have a full day of clients ahead, 20 clients or whatever it is, just trying to take it one at a time because that's all you can control really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that you are working and just for physiotherapists in general as a field, what are the different growth opportunities and uh, um, essentially different ways you can grow in that profession? Growth and leadership, yes. Yep. So I think like what I've done already, like throughout my three or four years is like you start as a new graduate physiotherapist, where you're just trying to learn your craft and be the best physio that you can be. But then, for example, like one of my extra roles that I do is like the sports coordinator. So we look after lots of local sporting teams. So I have to organize like who goes where and all that sort of stuff. So just taking on extra responsibilities, whether it's that, for example, sports or like a social media role or like an educational role. Mm-hmm. And then just recently I've now moved into like more of a senior role. So mm-hmm. just how I like used to be a new graduate um, and have a mentor to get me through like those first few years, I'm now mentoring a new graduate um, to help them f- through their first few years Mm -hmm. and then from there obviously like in that senior role you'd be able to take on more mentors uh, more mentees sorry Mm -hmm. and then eventually like it just depends you got to weigh it up whether it's something that you're willing to do you could obviously become a clinic owner uh yeah now thank you for that and as far as educational specifically do you have the option for a master's degree in physiotherapy, a doctorate? What are, how far can you take that educationally and degree-wise? Yes. So in uh, like New South Wales anyway, for example, mm. um, I, I mentioned at the start that I did like a Bachelor of Physiotherapy. But what some people will do if they don't get straight into the Bachelor of Physiotherapy straight from school is do like a Bachelor of Sport and Exercise Science. And then they will then do a Master's of Physiotherapy, which is obviously an extra year or two of study. um, But they will have, yeah, the title of a Master's. Mm -hmm. Say, for example, I wanted to get a Master's. I would then have to go back to university and then apply for a master's, for example, in sports physiotherapy or musculoskeletal physiotherapy or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
but you have to yeah you'd have to go back to university and you'd have to be accepted because I'm not sure uh, I'm not exactly sure because I haven't looked into it but with masters of physiotherapy especially in the postgraduate I'm pretty sure like you have to be like accepted from the uni and you'll have to do extra research and stuff like that Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would be the difference in scope of practice, uh, specifically on the workforce, for somebody with a bachelor's level physiotherapy versus a master's level physiotherapy? To be honest, I don't think there would be much difference in a private practice setting. I think it would just be more in a uh, like a research or a university setting, being mm-hmm. able to teach university students. I'm pretty sure that's probably the main pathway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, and for you specifically, any future professional goals or aspirations? Um, well, yeah, as mentioned previously, I don't know if it's something that I 100% want to do yet, but obviously mm-hmm. owning my own clinic would be nice one day. But then again, you've got to weigh up whether the stress would be worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... As I said, I've only got one sort of mentee at the moment. So mm-hmm. really becoming good at mentoring and then potentially taking on more mentees in the future. Um, yeah, apart from that, nothing else too significant at the moment. Okay. And as your level, is there any restrictions for you in if you were to open your practice, to want to open your practice? What was that? Sorry, any restrictions? Yes. Is there any restrictions for you? Is there any any other professionals that you would need to have on board in order to have your own clinic? Um, I don't think so, no. You can either, like, you don't even have to have your own clinic to work for yourself. Like, you could even work in, like, a, uh, like a GP practice or something like that. But, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure you can just open your own clinic and you can be the only physio working there and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you do to keep your knowledge up to date? So I try and do like one or two uh, courses per year, like and these are normally weekend courses in mm-hmm. Australia. Um, so like, yeah, like you'll be there for two or three days. Uh, for example, some of the courses that I've done uh, since I've started – uh, like, yeah, the paediatric physio course, um, like a strength and conditioning course. Okay. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, like you obviously do like your sports training course, your first aid, CPR, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done my dry needling course and then I've also done a course called pain-free performance specialist. So that's one of the things that I do. I try and do one or two courses like that every year. But then on like a weekly and a day-to-day basis, I try and listen to podcasts. Um, And then at work, we have like a monthly group tutorial where like our whole clinic gets together and we do some form of educational um, platform. And then like, as I mentioned before, like I do weekly one-on-one mentoring for myself and then mentoring someone else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what is uh, some of the stuff you do for fun? So I still play sports. I, I play touch football and I've recently got into triathlons the last year or two. Some might say that's fun, but some might disagree. <laughs> if My it's dad's fun got, for you, then it's fun. How's that? 
Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My dad's got a farm, so I go up there, ride motorbikes and relax. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, hanging out with my girlfriend, going to nice restaurants, all that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, and any word of advice for future physiotherapists, especially ones in Australia? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, for ones in Australia, as you just said, I would definitely say just know what you're getting into when you do apply for a physiotherapy degree. As I said, I didn't have any um, placements outside of the hospital system. So, yeah, just be aware of that. Obviously, you can still get into like a private practice and a musculoskeletal setting, mm. but you may not have the placements um, yet to enable you to do that. But I did it and like a lot of people do it, like in your last sort of year of study, you can work as a sports trainer to get experience or you can do like shadowing in a private practice musculoskeletal setting. There's plenty of things that you can do to mm-hmm. gain that experience, even if the university doesn't uh, enable you to do that mm-hmm. now would you um would you okay what is is okay i'm trying to figure out because you mentioned the hospital a couple of times i'm trying yep. to figure out is the hospital the is it essentially like the golden ticket for a physiotherapist is that like what most physiotherapists work uh nah i would probably no? say i would probably say less than half of yeah. the physios okay. university going to hospital. It just really depends on what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Like, as I said, with the hospital, you can obviously jump around to lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It really depends on what you like. Cause there's, you know, like in a private practice setting, there's not really like a cardio pulmonary mm-hmm. side of things. Whereas like, that's what you'll get in a hospital setting, like the ICU, mm-hmm. like the intensive care unit. Um, and more of that acute side of things or the emergency department, that sort of thing. So some people like to work in those sort of settings. So okay. it just depends on what you want to do, really. Okay. And how easy is it to move from private practice to hospital and hospital yeah. to ha- private practice? So it's easy one way and not easy the other. So to go from private practice to hospital is extremely difficult. Mm. Uh, as I said, just because of that whole allocation thing and they like to have people ex- with experience and all that. Mm-hmm. But to go from hospital to private practice, it's a bit easier. Mm. Also, it depends on where you've worked in the hospital system. If you've worked in an outpatient musculoskeletal department, that would be a lot easier to go into like a private practice musculoskeletal mm-hmm. clinic. Okay. So if you start with private practice, then you are likely to stay private practice and have a harder time going into a hospital. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Is there any like certifications or like anything you can do to sort of increase your chances of getting to a hospital if you really want to get into a hospital? Um, I haven't explored that option myself, so I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's fair. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining um, and chatting with me about uh, physiotherapists in Australia. I appreciate your time. And for those of you who are listening, this is how crazy the time difference is. What time is it in uh, your, uh, your side of the world right now? <laughs> so it's 3.30 p.m. in the afternoon on a Friday. Yeah, it's 10.30, 26 
p.m. over here on a Thursday. <laughs> so we definitely went outside and just really make this happen. Um, and I appreciate you for working with me on the hours and everything else. Oh, look, it's easy on my end. Thanks for staying up. Of course. Of course. I'm literally like going to be out after this. <laughs> but yes, I hope you enjoyed your day off and have a beautiful rest of the week. Thanks for having me. Same to you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. All right, we are back. And if you had thought it was false, then you are right. The answer is false, unlike the US and other countries in Australia, specifically as a physiotherapist, you do not need to pass another certification exam or a certification exam after completing your degree. You just go right into working wherever you want to work and you're hired and so forth. I hope you all enjoy this content. I hope you all are enjoying my in more international guest if you want guests from certain countries because perhaps you're moving there or you want to learn more about the system or certain professions in certain countries feel free to let me know by request either email or um uh putting as a comment in the in the video and so forth and i will do my best to make it happen other than that y'all have a good one bye all right that's all i have for you today thank you again for joining me I appreciate you. Please subscribe, follow, like, comment, and share. And uh, stay blessed. Bye.